What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. How are you doing this week? Look, baby, it's always sunny week. <laughs> Frank got the gun. <laughs> His whole ass just capping people. <laughs> it's it's been quite a week, but not not much reflects on our notes this week. But there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Yeah, in the uh, world, not not so much in the movie sphere. Did yeah. you see? All right, because we didn't do much pre-pro because I took forever to start because I had to cook for me and Kirsch. But did you see the Zion shit? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, dude's wild. But, hey, I'm going to be real. It's like everybody's making a big deal about it. He ain't do nothing illegal. He's just fucking some hoes. <laughs> He's a uh, he's being an NBA player, man. <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. Like, who would you rather? Jay, I mean, uh, Miles Bridges beating bitches in fucking Jackson Hayes actually committing crimes, or Ja Wick with the guns? Like, all Zion doing is just fucking. Oh, his problem is he's not he wasn't smart like other NBA players and made the prosties and the porn stars and all these thoughts sign NDAs. Everybody else make them sign NDAs. He just didn't do that. Yeah, you know, I mean. Zion's just becoming Tristan Thompson, just without the famous people. <laughs> also, I know you're big into golf. Yo, the PGA sold out. PGA, PGA sold, sold out. out I think that's, bro. That does kind of fall into our space a little bit because... Both do, because golf Zion's with porn stars. That's a, movie. that's a movie, you know? That's a movie actress. <laughs> but no, you're right. Like, I'm so injured. Like, that dude, Jay Monahan weaponized 9-11 to, to get those golfers to feel pressure not to sign with Liv, yet he goes and sign with them, he low-key got paid under the table. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> well, and I watched the 60 Minutes about Saudi Arabia and mm-hmm. and their push to put an ownership into the sports realm. And the issues with that is that, you know, they're just trying to gloss over everything that's going on oh yeah all their atrocities yeah bro they're trying Um, to make it seem like because we have sports oh we don't care about the acid they throw on gay people or the women they beat or like well it's well it's like you know being a a rich person in america has its issues Mm -hmm. but it's different than being a rich person in saudi arabia so like by people there's talk of like a saudi arabian body are coming into the NFL and buying an NFL yep. team. Or the NBA. They're talking about it right now. So it's just like, you know, putting lipstick on a pig of just it's like what actually is going on amongst these people who are throwing around this absurd amount of money in Saudi Arabia. And you know Dan so, Snyder would have sold to Saudi Arabia to spite the NFL. He just didn't get the buyer in time. But, like, I think the NFL's more inclined to get a Saudi Arabia buyer than the NBA. I think Adam, Adam Silver's too much of a morality guy to where because they fired a a owner because he was racist like they're not about to take on saudi arabia ownership who does what they do now the nfl if you got enough money (laughs) they don't give a fuck (laughs) dan snyder would have sold it to saudi arabia and they would have brought the team name back yeah And be like, we see nothing wrong with this. Hey, that's why you're my best friend. I, I needed to talk to you about some of this shit. Shit's crazy. What what else has something else happened, huh? Zion, Saudi well, you know, Arabia. Just, just you know, Canada's burning. And, oh, bro, yeah, it, burning it, to the ground. Bro, New York looks like fucking Blade Runner 2049, bro. With that smoke, bro. 
That shit looks like real life stepping. I can't imagine what uh, Toronto and Montreal are like right now. Let me see if I can find some. Let me see if I can find some pictures. Because like that's the thing is because we're in America, we're not getting talking enough about like what is probably going like in Canada right now. It's probably ten times worse. Probably can't leave their house. Probably not, man. Like, okay, here we go. Look, this is watch. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna share the screen because I'll put this portion on YouTube. But look at this, bro. Like, that's how it looks. Like, that's crazy. Now, wait, let me. I'm gonna stop the share. Is that I'm Toronto? Up, yeah, I'm gonna pull up Blade Runner 2049 right now, just so we. Can. No, I saw. I saw the comparison. I know. Oh I no! This you. is for this is for our viewership. <laughs> this is this okay. not for you. This is for our viewers, so they can uh, so they can see on YouTube. So I just showed y'all how it looks. So, like, look at that, bro. Like, what is the difference? <laughs> like, that's fucking nuts, bro. Holy shit. I've prayers to all, everybody in Canada. Prayers to everybody affected by these fires. Prayers to everybody on the East Coast. Because that shit is tragic. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, in my city, in Birmingham, they had the quarterfinals for the U.S. Soccer Cup, where the, oh, okay. the Birmingham Legion was the only non-MLS team to make it that far, and they played hey, Lionel Messi's squad. I was about to say, shout out to Messi, bro. Isn't that crazy? Messi's coming to America, but that says so much about Messi compared to the PGA, because Messi got offered a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia, and he was like, no, it's more than money. There, I have my principles, and I just couldn't sign there. Plus, he didn't want to live there. That too. That Well, yeah, he couldn't have his wife there. His wife would have had to cover like i think she's blonde and you know how that is yeah. can't do that shit so and he was uh, like he wants to yeah. live in miami he's like me and beckham we'll just hang out bro that's we'll crazy soccer. in his like the Half difference speed. the difference between beckham and, and zlatan and messi beckham and zlatan were out of their prime messi's still in like great soccer playing mode he just won the world cup yeah i mean i think like in his mind at the moment he's like well i'm just gonna Play half speed and you mm-hmm. know, enjoy, enjoy scoring goals with like my hand tied behind my back or you know one legged. Mm. But you know it's it's pretty crazy to think that like if it's if um the game that took place yesterday was one year later, Messi would have had to would have been in and it and play a soccer game in Birmingham, Alabama. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna try to go to a soccer game. I'm gonna try to go to one of the Houston when Inter Miami plays Houston. I gotta see Messi while he's here. Like that's a real thing. Like I know if he's in Birmingham, you're gonna go try to see it. Like what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> shoot, I almost messy. tried to go yesterday, but it sold out like instantaneously. Oh uh, yeah, them tickets, like them tickets are probably gonna be expensive AF, bro. Yeah, yeah. But um, I didn't never. I didn't get the chance to see the Spider Verse this weekend, so. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I'll put a. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the review with you. I will put a. So me, Jazz, and Reg talked about it on Bros Who Think. I will cut some of that, put that in here, as well as I'll do a a a, a solo review of it, spoilers and everything. That movie was I will, incredible. I will. Bro. I will see it this weekend. Um, and then my girlfriend brought it up to me without me asking. She was like, you want to see Oppenheimer? I'm like, yes, yes, oh, I do. definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, nice. So you're going to see that. That's this weekend? No, no. But I mean, no, like. Yeah, it, yeah, whenever that is. It'll be the week after it comes out because we're going to go see Barbie first. 
And I was like, and I was like, you want to? I was like, you want to go after Barbie? And she was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you can review Barbie. I'll, I'll have the Oppenheimer thing covered. I'm going to see that. And then we got Flash next week, huh? Flash is next week. Nice. So yeah. So we will. We will definitely have me and Schubert will do the review together for that. So like excited for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I almost probably will buy my tickets before the weekend of next week. Just well, be yeah. Sure. But, but I mean, let me let you I know. As a, do that nowadays. as a Spider-Man fan, you will love Spider-Verse. It was, people are saying it's the best Spider-Man movie of all time. I won't say that. I'll say this. This is what I said in the Bros Who Think review on the Bros Who Think podcast. I'll put in this pod as well. If I had to rank my top three Spider-Man movies, it's Into the Spider-Verse, the first one, Spider-Man 2, and then this one. Those are the three best Spider-Man movies of all time. And they can be interchangeable. You can really interchange them. That, that's interesting to me because, like, you know, I feel similar about Into the Spider-Verse. And on the rewatch that I did this weekend, I was like, there's definitely room for improvement. Yeah. Improvement. So and, it's and like, they did improve. But the, the, the thing is, and this is not a spoiler for you, it's Into the Spider-Verse was more of a personal story where this okay. one involved more characters. Not saying that that was a problem, but it's just the first one was Miles' story. This felt like, more than just Miles' story. Well, it's like home, homecoming, and then you know, no way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'll say this: Hey, Sony does the multiverse better than Marvel does. Well, it's also animated. True, 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 true. But I'm, but they they made the multiverse feel personal. Like, like they made like I. Oh, for example, the Marvel multiverse is. Oh, we're gonna show a bunch of glitz, glam, and not really care about the story because Doctor Strange did not have a good story. The Spider-Man thing to me, the story hinges on Aunt May's death, and I don't feel like that shit fucking works. You know how I feel about that. I don't think that death fucking worked at all. Whereas this movie, the multiverse is like an accent piece. It's it's about the story, and like the multiverse right. is just extra, and it's really cool. And oh man, shout out to. Daniel Kalua, shout out to Haley Steinfeld, shout out to um uh Shamit Moore, shout out to Andy Sandberg, shout out to uh Jake Nick, Johnson. Uh, Jake Johnson, yeah. He like and whoever played uh in Indian uh, Spider-Man, uh I think it's Pravanktar Parker or something like that. Whoever played Indian Spider-Man, he was great. You you'll love Indian Spider-Man, but the person who stole the movie, Hobby Brown, aka Spider Punk. Daniel Kaluuya's Spider-Punk, to me, was the best character in the whole movie. Yeah, I saw a tweet today where I was like, Daniel Kaluuya literally has no miss movies. His his IMDb is no miss. Like, honestly, bro, Daniel Kaluuya, I know we always talk about Pattinson and uh, and, um, Adam Driver and uh, John David Washington and Michael B. Jordan, but when you look at what Daniel Kaluuya has done from... When I, you remember, we didn't realize Sicario was his first big movie. Like, like right. he was in Sicario, the rewatch, yeah. Get Out, uh, Black Panther, Widow. Like Widows, he was great in. But his only bad movie, I would say, is Queen and Slim. I don't remember. Was Kick Ass too good? Uh, Kick Ass Two. Oh yeah, he was Black Death. It wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but I liked it more than Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim's a miss. I'm gonna be honest. That movie wasn't good. Oh, and shout out to Jalen Quinn, No Help Records. Y'all go buy his merch. This is one of my favorite shirts. 
And I'm just letting y'all know, he's probably going to make the bros who think and bros who binge merch because he makes great quality stuff. So shout out to him out of home. So, but yeah, um, man, shit is crazy. But whenever you're ready, I'm ready. I got some stuff to add DC wise whenever you start. So. All right, cool. So let's jump right into it. So there's a couple rumors that I put on the, the notes. I'm sure you have some more stuff when we get to DC, but mm-hmm. the big rumor that I saw today that's been going around and it came off the website Giant Freaking Robot. Which is pretty credible. Claim, is it? Okay. Well, I, they I, claim, I mean, they, they kind of do. They're, kind, they're credible when it comes to Star Wars. Okay. Well, they claim that they have an exclusive that Alden Ehrenreich is going to play Han Solo again in Dave Filoni's film. And that the and that Dave Filoni is also looking to cast an actress to play Princess Leia. I mean, look, he already doing Luke Skywalker de age. I get it if he's bringing Han in. Like if if well, it's it, the it, heir it makes to the Empire might, thing. Like it, it make it makes me think that they might do the actor who's playing the Luke de age. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They should have just did Sebastian Stan, man. <laughs> like we should have just did that and got over with. But now he's too old. <laughs> Yeah, uh, nice mm-hmm. But I, I, I thought that Alden Ehrenreich, at the age that he's at, is a little bit iffy. He is to, <laughs> to be playing. The well, they older, better bring back. They better bring the back Lando then. They better bring I, back I Donald. That, <laughs> it's possible. I just don't know. I don't. I have to. I got. Read I started reading. A, I started reading another book, so I have to like get back into finishing Heir to the Empire to figure out if Lando even really plays a part in that. But I mean, yeah, obviously, it's going to be different. Because, yeah, it's got to yeah. be different, but he's a general still, nonetheless, in the New Republic. I feel like he's more of a general than Han, at least of what we learned from the future movies. Because didn't they say Han tried it, then just dipped? <laughs> he couldn't take it anymore oh and God. left his family? <laughs> yeah. and I guess also we don't really know what kind of uh, role the, the, tr- the main three would even be playing in this film. Yeah. So I think like it could just be a, pass- a passing... Like, your girl oh, must be a cameo. Like hey. it, we don't know if it's a cameo. We don't know if it's a main role. Um, and I don't think it'll be a main role because we know the main players are Ahsoka, Sabine, Thawne, Din. Hera, Dinjar. I I forgot about Din. Holy shit! The Mandalorians and then Ezra Bridger. And like that's fans. so many characters. Like we we don't need Han Solo and Leia and Luke. But it, but I get why you would want to get have them cameo because it's like. How is all this shit with Thrawn going on and the strongest fighters aren't there? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Or at like, least, like, you know, some of the more important figures. Yeah, like, Luke, Han are generals who saved the world from Darth Vader and Leia. They have to be like, at least contacted. I think, like, you know, the looking around to cast an actress for Leia is interesting because, like, you're not immediately casting Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, she's too young and she yeah. has her own character in Star Wars. She Everyone character Star Wars, you, you could get over it. We could get over it. But you know, I think if any character of those three would play a big role in Air to the Empire, it's Leia, huh? Like, yeah. hmm Because she has a lot to do about because you know, the government. We'll talk about the teaser here in a minute, but you right. know, Mon Mothma appears in the teaser. Yes, she does. If, if Mon Mothma is playing a role in this then Leia's right there with her. In the Leia book it's like her and Mon Mothma that rebuild the stuff. Some, yeah, sort of. I mean Mon Mothma's definitely like the chancellor. Yeah. Uh, but Leia's r- running around. She's in Until they figure out the, she's uh, Vader's daughter. <laughs> right. I mean, that doesn't come to later. Yeah, it no for sure. Come to sure. later. And for sure. Uh <laughs> So I just think that's interesting. I, you know, we no, don't know super if interesting. 
for sure. But you know, Alden Ehrenreich coming to play Han Solo again in the late in the later spaces. Interesting. <laughs> it's a move. It's a move. Um, but so we, I mentioned the teaser. The live action Ahsoka has officially got its premiere date. It will premiere on August twenty third. We saw a bit of a teaser, which includes Sabine with her lightsaber. Let's go, man. Let's go. It looks so bad. So she a Jedi Jedi now? Or you think that's just something she got to where she just fight with? Well, she has training. She has lightsaber training. She did. By she Kanan had Jarrus. Darksaber and yep. Kanan trained her. Kanan trained her legit. And, and if I remember correctly in Rebels, she picked she it up faster than, than Ezra. Yeah, like she was. she picked it up fast. I love this. Rest in peace, Ray Stevenson, as this former Jedi turned Sith. Well, not really Sith, turned mercenary. Yeah. They've they've fully described his valence uh, skull, the a former Jedi that survived Order sixty six and mm-hmm. became a mercenary for Hyder. Basically, a bounty hunter. Yeah, basically both of I feel I feel like her, him and the woman are both that. And I saw a lot of Star Wars fans on Twitter like, "Damn, how many people survived Order sixty six? And then I saw someone explain. If there were 10,000 Jedi and only 1% survive, that's 100 Jedi. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you have to, and you have to hold into account that not all of them had clone arsenals. Yeah, exactly. And not all of them were in the area where the clone clones were. Right. And some of them are of varying ages, too. That's how Kanan, mm-hmm. you know, you can see in Bad Batch how Kanan got away. I mean, he was a mm-hmm. Padawan. It's similar Same with Jedi Survivor. Uh, yeah, Cal Kestis. So, mm-hmm. So, if you had any problem with anybody surviving, it should be Jacosta New. <laughs> Old ass. <laughs> um, so the teaser was short, but it looked really good. It looked great, um, people man. Are, people are having issues with Hera. I don't have any issues with Hera. Issues about Hera with what? Saying she looked too young? I think they're saying that she looks too odd, but like they what you gave expect? her they gave her the accurate, you know, having a person who's green that has green eyes is is hard to do. I mean, that's just what it has to be. Like, yeah. What do y'all want? Like, bro, Star Wars fans getting too picky. This shit looked incredible. This, this is what, like the Mandalorian was good for me. It, I think it gave us a little bit of both of what we both like, how you get the bounty hunter, the scavenger, the dark side of, of that. And it gave me the dark saber, but I feel like this is the show I've been waiting for. Some Jedi mercenary shit. I'm ready. Probably so. I mean, I think, you know, if you look back and look, each individual episode of the Mandalorian, you'll probably find that the episodes you like the most are Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. And so a series that's completely Dave Filoni. Dave yeah. Filoni's project, I think, is gonna is gonna hit. How um, let me ask we'll, you before we move on. Is Ezra season finale or is he before the finale? Because uh, I can see I it being probably... the mid episode, or I can see it being the finale setting up him for the movie. It just depends on how many seasons they want to do Ahsoka. Like, I think if like you're gonna do two seasons of Ahsoka, you can wait until the end of the season. But if, if when does the movie come out it, too? Though that's the thing. Well, I th- I feel like the movie's not gonna come out for another five or six years. Okay, so you you're thinking we get another season of Mando, another season of Ahsoka, and then the movie essentially. Essentially, like, and that's where I think like even the Alden thing is not too crazy because at that point he would have He'll aged even farther. But now, if the movie comes out in two years, then it's like, geez, you got to kind of introduce Ezra soon-ish. Yeah, but they haven't made any, like, if it, two years would be way too soon, especially in the writer's track era. True. 
I totally forgot about that. The writer's strike is something that's going on. So we got to wait at least until the strike ends before we even think about the movie happening. Because right. I don't think it's written. Yeah. I mean, Dave Filoni has that. Yeah, it's like, that, mean, again, could, just like the James Gunn thing. Yeah. Writing it. Mm-hmm. He's not just like a typical at the same writer. He's like the head of Star Wars creative. So, like, he he's writing shit. Whether people think he is or he is and he is. <laughs> Yeah, it just depends on how they want to move forward with that. But, you know, if he was going to do something out in two years, then there would be, like, a bigger Passing announcement. Calls, then yeah. there, would, there would be bigger announcements that were made at, you know, Celebration. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it was going to come out in two to three years, then in Comic-Con in the next month, we like, there seven, would yeah. be a, a big announcement. So. All right, well, then I'm thinking from what you're saying, then four years. Four years from whenever the writer's strike ends, essentially. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but moving into DC, the rumor that I saw is that Blue Beetle could appear in Booster Gold if the movie reception goes well. We already, I look, I look. Me and you have talked about this. Blue Beetle is technically a part of New DC canon if it's successful. If it's successful, James Gunn will use this Blue Beetle. If it's not, it's going by the wayside. It's gonna be like Aquaman. That's where we're at with it. I mean, it's a, it's at least. Um... A good place to be if you're the Blue Beetle movie. It's like, yeah, okay, as long as we're successful, as long as we're successful, we're continuing. That's better than Batgirl, where they filmed the movie and just canceled it. <laughs> like, at least exactly. Zolo, Zolo's getting a chance. Also, rumored right now, Andy Machete will direct the Batman, Brave and the Bull. Yeah, that's right. We talked about that last week where it was, um, he had mentioned that he possibly could be doing it now. It's but a now little it's, more certain. Yeah, now it's like really heavily rumored. Also, and so I think oh, I think that's fine. We'll have to see. We'll see the Flash. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, I, I mean, think... people are saying the Flash is the best DC movie, best DC movie, best DC EU movie of all time. Well, and and for him to have three different eras of Batman, and it shows he knows Batman. Do them effectively, yeah. and he knows Batman. So. Exactly. Also, we have rumored Bill Skarsgård met with DC for Swamp Thing. Um. So, you know, maybe Skarsgård is, is Swamp Thing. I mean, he fits it. He's the CGI actor. I get it. And I think he could do a good he's, job at Swamp Thing. He's like the new era Robert Englund or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah. but, but Robert Englund's a, a good one, too. Also, rumored that Two-Face will be introduced in the Batman Part 2. Right now, potential... Introduced. Uh, introduced, Yeah. So is I, that, did they say Two Face will be introduced, or did they say Harvey Dent will be? Introduced? Ah, now see, okay, Roker, Roka, and Snyder were talking about this. I feel like if Snyder said Two Face would be introduced, I feel like he meant Harvey Dent. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ro- Snyder's not the type of guy to know the difference, but he knows the difference between the two. But he would call Harvey Dent Two Face anyway. Like, you know what I'm saying? He'd call both of them. Two, whereas me and you understand there's a distinction, and I believe that Harvey. Dent will be introduced in part two, and maybe by the end of it or in the next movie, he'll become Two-Face. But the choices right now are apparently rumored Josh Harnett and Joel Edgerton. Kind of hope it's Josh Harnett because he's closer in age to Robert Pattinson. Josh Harnett, too. I don't want it to be Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton's too old. Joel Edgerton should be Clayface, if anything. Yeah, I think Josh Harnett would be a good choice. He's been in the running for Batman since the dark, since fucking Nolan. Like, get it, get it, Harnett. I want you to get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I could see, you know, doing Dent and then maybe even like as a, 
finishing piece to that movie. He turns to Two-Face? He, he turns into the... He gets. He falls into the bat. Oh, yeah. We don't see what happens. That would be hard. We don't see what happens. But more like, or, you know, his face comes out at the end and you, you, know, you can see the, the halves. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a or teaser. You, like, or like, he falls like, in. As they teased... As they tease the Joker. Joker, like, he, he falls in, but we don't see him come out. We see a coin in his pocket, like the the face of the coin goes black, so we know mm-hmm. the top face of it. You know, like the head side. Yeah, that'd be hard. I look. And maybe uh, part three is like a Joker two face kind of film, similar to Dark yeah, Knight. Similar to Dark Knight, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 no. I could see that, and or you could have it to where I still think it would be ballsy, but I think that. He sh- if Matt Reeves wanted, he could do this. Don't put Joker in the film in any of the films. I kind of want Joker to be like uh, Joker and Batman to have a Clarice in um, what's his name? Silence of the Lambs. Clarice in uh, Anthony Hopkins Hannibal. relationship in Hannibal, where Batman goes to talk to Hannibal to get you know goes talk but to Joker to get have, into the mind have to have, of the having a relationship. Yeah, well, like, true, true, true. They true, would have true. had to have sparred before. Well, they have. Could you show it in a flashback? Okay. Does that work? Do you think that works? Yeah. Showing it in a flashback? Yeah. So you show it in a flashback and make it to where, okay, this movie, we're going to get Joker as an aide to Batman as the craziest one so Batman can understand the criminal mind. But, you know, he's going to bring him out. I think you're right. Third movie, he comes out. Something like that. Um. So Superman, we talked about it a little bit last week that you know the same names are in the running for Lois Lane, but they are they have moved to screen test. So it is pretty much confirmed that it's either going to be Rachel Brosnahan, Phoebe Devner, or Emma Mackey. Uh, okay. Three names that I feel like will work at this point. I'm kind of leaning Brosnahan, just because she's more established. It would be a big role for her. I think Phoebe Devner matches the look of how I consider Lois Lane and Amy Adams is. Oh yeah, Brosnahan looks like how with bl- um, with black hair to me is Lois Lane. She looks like Lois Lane. Right. Who's the one you That's think looks I, like Lois Devner? What's her name? Dev- Devner reminds me of the Amy Adams version of Lois Lane because she's. Oh okay, okay. Let's see, Devner actress. Let's see what she looks like. Phoebe is her person. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, she does look like Amy Adams. Fine. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, if we're going, I feel like Brosnahan might be too old. Devner kind that's, of fits that's the, the that's the concern. She, the match of a young, yeah. Emma Mackey might be too young. I Emma Mackey's definitely too young. That's the that's the Charmander evolution of uh, Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Margot Robbie's Charizard. Mackey is Charmander. I forget who we say is Charmeleon. There's one in in between. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but it seems like Superman is down to Holt, Corn Sweat, and Tom Brittany. Let me see what Tom Brittany looks like. Tom Brittany has played small roles throughout the past decade. Oh, I kind of like how Tom Brittany looks. He kind of looks like a Superman. Yeah. I kind of want him over Nicholas Holt. Honestly, Nicholas Holt should be... Yeah. I would want Corn Sweat. Holt needs to just be Lex Luthor. (laughs) Like, Just let him be Lex Luthor. Honestly, Lex Luthor needs to be the biggest name of the three. Lex Luthor needs to be a big actor. In my opinion, I agree with that. If Superman's unnamed, Lois Lane's kind of an up and coming actress, Lex Luthor has to be the star power. I think if you know, let's say you cast Brosnahan, that's like big TV actress. Mm-hmm. You cast 
Corn Sweat, he's Corn somebody Sweat unknown. Or Tom Brittany, who's they're making their way up unknown, and then you get Holt to be Lex Luthor. Lex it Luthor. works. And I think, like, because we haven't heard anything about Lex Luthor, like, maybe this is a consideration that Gunn is thinking about in terms of this audition situation, like, yeah. holding out. He still may get a black actor because he's, wow. been, he's been talking about, like, it, he's been liking a lot of uh, pictures of the animated stuff on his, uh, on his, um, oh, what's that fucking app called with the, oh, Mastodon, like, He's been liking a lot of like things on Mastodon that makes me think a uh, black actor for Lex Luthor, but I still think it'll be Nicholas Holt on the low. Yeah. Um. So, do you have any other DC news? Oh, uh, you didn't put this in here, but did you see the trailer for uh Superman, uh, the new anime Superman? Oh yeah, I did. I did. It, see it, it looks really good for, for Adult Swim. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited for it. I think that's yeah. the type of Superman content we need where it's invin- Invincible kind of changed the game because it looks very much like Invincible. It does. And, and it it's giving us a new take on Superman with good animation, and it's going to be on Adult Swim, which means it'll have a little older themes. I'm all in that. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm definitely interested in when it comes out and checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I did forget that that came out, but I did see the other R-rated animated dc trailer for justice league war world i'm gonna be um, honest the superman tv show looks better than war world i don't think i'm i've watched any dc movies from the new universe so i need to catch oh no i did i watched long halloween that's the only one i've seen yeah so i need to catch up on, I, on I that universe i don't know how i felt about that trailer I don't know. I feel if like I we've liked seen this story told a few times. We definitely have. And I don't know if I like this animation style. I don't know if I like the way they're telling stories. Like to me, the last animated universe, even though it had its problems, it was better than what we've gotten in the new stuff. Because I didn't really like Long Halloween, to be honest. No, I didn't really like it either. And the Superman one was boring. I fell asleep and didn't even finish it. It's Superman Man of Tomorrow, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. So I'm not. That's why when uh, you said about War War, I, I'm more interested in the Superman cartoon than I am this movie. Darren Chris is playing Superman in that. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. Yeah, it's new it's Jen, okay. New Jensen Ackles was going to be doing his thing. Yeah, Jensen Ackles does a good job, but other than that, it's like, eh, okay, I don't really care about this stuff. No, give but, me a Superman um, animated movie. And then I mean, the other TV show. Another teaser that came out was Paramount Plus's Taylor Sheridan produced Special Ops Lioness with uh, starring Zoe Saldana, uh, Nicole Kidman, Morgan Freeman. Looks pretty good. Um, it was a sh- it was a short teaser, but having those actors in a Taylor Sheridan produced mm-hmm. project is what I, I love. CIA action, Taylor Sheridan, right up our alley. Exactly. I don't think we've talked about it as much, but I've seen two seasons of the Yellowstone now. So. Oh, you have? Oh, now I gotta watch. Is it good? Yeah. yeah. All right, now I'm watching, so we could talk about it. Now I gotta watch. Now that my man Shuby's watching, I'm in it now. <laughs> um, it's it's got like some of that succession feeling. That's what. That... Okay, so I, I, me and my boss were talking during the show. He's like, "What should I watch now that Succession's over?" And I pulled up an article of ten shows you should watch now that Succession's over, and it was just basically. Uh, mob succession, black succession, western succession, Western succession and for yeah. western succession, they gave uh Yellowstone. 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what it is. Okay, nice. I'm excited. Oh, and shout out to everybody who watched our Succession episode. People liked our takes on Succession. They were like, y'all dug deep. I was like, hell yeah, man. That's what we do. Yeah, I would like to dig deeper in a a later date. For sure. Oh, and talk about the season, the show as a whole? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Or, you know, and talk about where we think they would be in... Oh, all time. Yeah, we got to rank the uh the HBO shows. That's what we got to do. Well, well, I'm just meaning like, the characters. Like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that would um, be a good episode. Like, what's five years later? What, where are these characters at? Right. Um, and you know, because we've learned even more since then. Like, I never even caught the Roman drinking the martini. That was mm-hmm. Jerry's drink. Yep. Um, Roman's yeah. going back to be a playboy, man. <laughs> like 100. <100%. laughs> percent Something like that for sure. Um, and then, like, there's the talk of is HBO going to abandon the IP or are they going to try and do something else? Well, I know the creator world? doesn't want to do anything. He said he's done. Well, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the biggest trailer that's come out this week is Bottoms. Who looks good, man? Marshawn Lynch in a movie? Good for him. With, with a serious role in that movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not a one off. Like, like, the, like of, the teacher. Play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we love the girl from um from the bear. From the bear. Uh, uh I think her name is Autobi. No, right. that's her name in the bear. <laughs> her name in the yeah. bear is Autobio. Hold on, let me pull up her uh name so we can get it right. Cause she's becoming a big actress. Oh, Ayo Itabiri. Okay. Yeah. And Damn. then Rachel Sanow, who uh was becoming also, a big actress as well. Who's also in the uh, the idol. I don't know if you saw the idol. I, people said I shouldn't watch it because they said it's like a CW show. I watched the first episode. Oh, it's good. You liked it. I'm not gonna say that I liked it, but you thought it was. But I think it's interesting. All right, well, I'm watching it because everybody was shitting on it. I think people are just hating on. Uh, people just don't like Sam Levinson at this point. Probably so because he's kind of a creep. And he got he, he got rid of the woman writer, and like he was like, "No, I'm doing this myself," and like, yeah, it was big shit. But I watched this episode, and I watched like them talk about it, mm-hmm. like they, they they usually do in the HBO shows. And I'm kind of interested. It was like basically the weekend was like, yeah, I want to do this. Shoot it in my house. Okay. Yeah. Well, then shit. Next week we could talk about uh the first episode. If you watch the second one, let me know, and I'll watch the second one. We can talk about it next. What week. I fi- what I find is really interesting about that is that it's it has entourage elements of like that's what I thought. Know, Lil- Lily Rose Depp. Has like her team, and her mm-hmm. team is like shit talking a lot, mm-hmm. and I like that. But there's a lot, but there's a lot of emphasis on like Lily Rose Depp and like her character, and and like know, the creepiness of the weekend, and the creepiness <laughs> of the weekend, which is, like gets a little weird. And then, but I heard the best person in the show is uh, Levy. Yes, Who's Dan Levy. Yes, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that group, that the shit talking team mm-hmm. that she has is like the best. Okay, well, I'm going to watch episode one then. I'm glad I we talked about it because too many people on my timeline was just shitting on it. But it was like crit- it was like people in the industry, and I was like, oh, y'all are shitting. I know why y'all are shitting on it. Like, y'all have biases. Exactly. So, you know, do I think that this is like HBO's next hit? Mm. No. <laughs> but, like, is it an interesting concept? Okay. Hell yeah. Yes. You know, do I think it lands all the way? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But yeah. I... Mm-hmm. I thought that it had the makings of a show that could be interesting. That has me excited now. I'm definitely watching. Uh, but bottoms, but bottoms, I think is going to be the best raunchy comedy that we've had since Booksmart. Oh, 
I was about to say Bottoms is going to be the best coming of age story since Booksmart. Yeah, no, like it, it feels like uh, it feels like Booksmart was in the super super uh bad lane, and this feels as well in the super bad lane. Yes, mixed mixed Fight Club. <laughs> mixed with Fight Club, mixed with like I'm trying some of those like nerd comedies where like they try to get the girl, but they're never going to mm-hmm. get the girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that movie with uh Miles Teller and Jeff Chin? Jeff Chin's the character. Twenty one and over. It, it kind of gives me a little bit of those vibes. But with, it's high school. Uh, true, true, true. It's not college. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but I think the bottoms was a trailer that kind of just like floored me. I was like, Oh yeah, no, I was when I literally the first line of it, I was like, Oh my gosh, they're going there. I texted you. I was like, This is crazy. I'm in it. Bottoms is sold, and it's funny that it's called Bottoms. Because in the gay community, a bottom is someone who takes it. <laughs> like, I just think that's very interesting naming. <laughs> yeah. And so I've, after these trailers, really don't have much that much to, oh, to wait. go on. Before you get to the rest of the news, did you see Jay Johnson, who's the voice of Jimmy Pesto, was arrested oh, yeah. and charged by the DOJ for his involvement in January 6th? Of course, Jimmy Pesto was in the riots. <laughs> Maybe that's why he hasn't been that he <laughs> in any really episodes yet. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're thinking about recasting him. <laughs> well, not thinking they are going to recast him, but that's why he hasn't like, been in any episodes. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking of like this season of Bob's Burgers. I'm like, yeah, the pestos really weren't in any of those. <laughs> they episodes. had to cut his ass because he was getting arrested. <laughs> damn, I literally retweeted it with "Damn you, Jimmy Pesto," <laughs> yeah. with Bob saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just I'm trying hilarious. to remember there was a, there was like an episode that I thought was really good this season that but I mean yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah, this season wasn't it wasn't bad but it wasn't great. It was it was okay. They put they put their stock in the movie. Yeah, they did. Yes, they bad. did. Yes, they did. Um so Mark Ruffalo said to lead a said to be a lead role in a new HBO limited series that hails from Mayor of East Town creator Brad Inglesby. Uh, the untitled series is based on an original idea that is said to follow a task force of law enforcement officers and the criminals they are trying to apprehend. That reminds me of The Wire. Yeah. Um, according to an individual with knowledge of the situation, casting decisions were made prior to the writer strike. Furthermore, production on the series does not have a start date. Bro, Mark Ruffalo has this and the fucking uh, Parasite remake. Uh, I need both of Mark Ruffalo's HBO shows, and I don't know when they're coming out. Yeah, the one thing that makes me curious that they announced this is like I thought we were going to get a Mayor of Easttown season two. Doesn't seem like that's gonna happen. No, no, no. You don't remember that? It's a one-off. No, but there was a talk they were gonna do a second season. For real? Yeah. Uh, Like after that season came out, there was talk that there would be a second season. Let's see. Oh, I think I think you're yeah. I think you're right. And then they oh, but then like you said, the new show. Literally, TV line wrote it with the new announcement. It doesn't seem like we're getting a season two. Okay, yep. so interesting. I thought we weren't. I thought it was going to be one of those one-offs, but you're right. I, they were talks of that. Interesting. I'm okay with them keeping it as a, a limited series, like, you know, like the night of. It falls in the categories like some of the best HBO limited series mm-hmm. with, like, Watchmen, too. There's at least not too many unanswered questions. We got everything answered in Mayor of Easttown. It would just be another case that Mayor has to solve. And then it becomes the procedural seasons type shit. 
Now, I don't like that this is set to be limited series because I'm always looking for something that's The Wire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, once I got exactly you on, I, I got you on, and now you're fiending. Look, I got one for you, Top Boy. It's it's uh English Wire on Netflix. And you like English shows because you know it's four episodes a season. That's it. <laughs> so, and Drake makes the new seasons. It's really good. Like, Top Boy is my shit. I finished the first two. Now I'm on the Drake stuff. It is great. Well, I have to figure out my Netflix situation because I'm bro, uh, bro. Uh, I mean, curse, curse, curse! I was like, I paid my mom eight bucks to keep us on, and she hasn't put our email yet. Oh, so we've been Netflixless. It fucking sucks. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the one thing that's interesting about it is that I still have it on my phone. Oh, I wonder if I still have it on my computer. Now that you say that, let's see. No, I think the computer might. Oh, I do. Oh. What? Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> Loopholes. Loopholes, my guy. What the fuck? That's crazy. So we cannot watch it on our TV. This is I haven't watched Netflix in a week and a half. Or whenever it's since it started. Holy shit! It's crazy. Time to get those HDMI cables back on. Hook them yeah. Up yeah. <laughs> old school. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or it's just time to get rid of fucking Netflix. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> HBO, yeah, fuck Prime, them. and Hulu keep me covered. So um, Top Chef season twenty just wrapped I up. This. I don't, I, I don't know who won yet. So I don't know if you know, but don't tell me. No, I know. I don't know. I it tomorrow. I haven't. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not even caught up. But I know what you're talking about. The news, though. But Padma Lakshmi is going yeah. to exit Top Chef as the host. It's I wonder fine. who's going to be the new host. Gail? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, they, they haven't announced I, I think, it, so. I think there's plenty of alumni that could come in and do it. Oh, yeah. Male or female. You know, Gregory, to... Kwame are two men that could do it. Um, uh, Kristen is one, a female who could do it. Uh, Melissa. What's the Asian um, lady? Uh, is which that one? Kristen? I've named two of them. Oh, Kristen Kish? Yeah. Kristen uh, Kish is who I'm thinking. Yeah. Kristen Kish is exactly who I'm thinking. You could also get, uh, I don't think Izard or Vitaggio are the types of dudes that would want to host. People are ha- saying that they don't want Richard Blaze, and I would agree. Oh, uh, why they don't want Richard Blaze? Because he's doing too much with uh, with uh, Next well, Level? Got shows. Yeah. Got but, I'm, but I mean, shit, Kristen's in uh, Iron Chef. So, like, I mean, I'm not mad would, at Richard Blaze. I would rather have Gregory. Oh, yeah. I like Gregory as well. I'm with you. I think it might be Carla Hall. Okay. Because uh, she has a lot of knowledge. She's a, a food stylist, and she's a food historian. I feel like you got to be a person who can judge not only plating, but taste. And since she's a food historian and a, and a food stylist, she would be a great judge to replace Padma because you're still going to have Tom and Gail. Exactly. So... So we'll see what happens with that. And then the other stories that we have are just some greenlits and cancels. Hocus Pocus 3 has been greenlit by Disney. I can't believe they're still doing that. Um, <laughs> People, like, what are, what are we doing? Like, that's why Disney Plus is failing, because they're greenlighting this dumb shit. Exactly. Um, but I do. I would like to see American Born Chinese. Mm, I'll probably get to yeah. watching that in the next couple weeks. And there's the uh, African Avatar that I want to see. That African oh, then, Avatar cartoon, or like the 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 uh, the Panther Kid, or whatever. I don't know gotcha. what it's called. 
Avatar. Speaking of Avatar, the Avatar Way of Water is on HBO Max and Disney Plus now. For oh. people who haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it, so I'm going to probably watch it. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm about, to, I'm about to tell you the, the Disney Plus show. It's coming up. It is, oh, right. Kizazi Moto. I think that's what it's called. It's made by the uh the same people who made Spider-Verse. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, Moto Generation Fire. Ten, uh, so basically what it's about is this animated anthology series brings together a new wave of animation to take you on a wildly entertaining ride in Africa's future. Uh, this action-packed sci-fi and fantasy stories will present bold uh, visions of advanced technology, aliens, spirits, and monsters that, that uh, come through the African perspective. And watch, I'll share you what the image looks like so you can see. But people are saying this is basically the black avatar. Like this guy right here is like this, the power and we're going to see him go and deal with all these people in the back. I'm actually oh, excited about, for like, this. Like Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not Avatar uh, James Cameron. Yeah. Okay. No, Avatar The Last Airbender is going gonna to be cyberpunk mixed with like African heritage, which I think is really cool. Yeah, you don't get yeah, a lot of African stories. Yeah. Also, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are teaming. Well, Margot Robbie's now got Ryan Gosling to join her in her Ocean's Eleven prequel, which is being described as an old-fashioned epic love story slash adventure in the vein of the old. Um, hold on, in the vein of the old Cary Grant movies, and the one that they said was North by Northwest or uh, To Catch a Thief, and I think To Catch a Thief as well, where uh, Margot Robbie will be the Cary Grant, the thief, and Ryan Gosling will be the love interest who is played by, in C To Catch a Thief, um, Grace Kelly. So I think that'll be very interesting. I'm excited about that. Ryan Gosling was like, look, yeah. I like working with Margot. We're going to keep it going. Never come in the power duo. Yeah, um, man. Also, we're getting bullet trained too. Oh. Yeah, the green. Wait, a new, a new train. I, yep, and I think Margot Robbie's actually going to be in it. I think that's what I saw. Yeah, okay, so Bullet Train 2 is happening with Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock and Margot Robbie's in talks to star as the the lead uh, next to Brad Pitt. I'm assuming the new villain. They should bring Joey King back, then. Uh, she's dead. She got hit by the car. I don't remember, did she? And you don't remember she got hit by the what car and did? it exploded? <laughs> or she went to jail, one of them. Something happened. She's out of there. <laughs> there was another person who survived. Oh, the black guy. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it's a Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm about, to, I'm about to see what happened to Joey King. I'm pretty sure she died. <laughs> I just Brian. remember someone had survived. It was either her or Brian Tyree Henry. I think it's Brian Tyree Henry. Like, I'm 90%. Okay, so at, uh, the White Death's henchmen board and battle the assassin while the Elder duels the White Death. The train catches into Kyoto. Impelled with the Elder's Cantana, the White Death tries to kill Ladybug, but the Prince's rig gun explodes in his face. The Prince threatens Ladybug. Yuichi and the Elder with a machine gun get run over by a truck driven by Lemon, who fell off the train earlier. Maria arrives to retrieve Ladybug while the Japanese authority clean up the mess. Yeah, so um, Wishamacallit survives. Uh, yeah. Brian Tyree Henry. The Prince dies. Yeah. So I hope he comes back. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. <laughs> Tangerine um, and Lemon, bro. They were some of the best characters in that damn movie. Rest in peace, Aaron and Taylor Johnson. <laughs> and then two shows that I was watching that got canceled. Um, the show with uh, what's her name? Vanessa 
Bayer from Saturday Night Live oh, and Molly okay. Shannon uh, on Showtime called I Love That For You, which was like and our show got knockoff. And then uh, Perry, Mason. Perry Mason got canceled. Now, like it, literally, I got to episode three or no, episode four, and I saw I got canceled. I was like, there's no point in me finishing this. <laughs> Why not? It's, you know, you finished the story. All right, I'll finish it. I'm on episode there's too, four. There's not too much left cliffhanger. Okay. All right, well, then I'll finish you know, You're it halfway then. there. Oh, there's eight episodes? That's it? Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll finish it then. Because I was like, man, I like Perry Mason, and now they're going to cancel this shit? What the hell? Also, the next Spider-Verse said it was will be too the expensive. last one. Oh, that makes sense. It does. It's, yeah, it does seem like they're. It does seem like they're putting a lot of money into it. It's hard to make, you know, old, sets for that. Mm-hmm. Noir old fifty shows and put a lot of money into it. Yeah, and especially because HBO is already doing the Gilded Age, so, and the Gilded Age is similar time frame. So, that's uh, that's just the way that goes. But Perry Mason being gone, it's sad, but. It is what it is. So that gets us to movie on the rise. All right, my movie on the rise this week is the thirty for thirty. Um, uh, thirty. Watch, I'll tell you what it's called. Thirty for th- uh, thirty. Hold on, I just got to pull up my YouTube TV. Sheila, you need help getting out of here? Curse, come get Sheila. <laughs> All right, it's the luckiest guy in the world, part one and part two. It's out now. Uh, you can watch it on demand on ESPN. Uh, and but it's the Bill Walton, 30 for 30. Bill Walton's such an interesting okay. guy. I watched part one. I need to watch part two. Just, it goes through his activism. It goes through, if this dude doesn't get injured, he might be the best center of all time. It is great. Um, for me, I I just finished watching, gosh, what is that? I can't for the life of me remember what that show is called. Uh, on, I've been watching a lot of Apple TV. Oh, nice. I finished Ted Lasso this week. Nice. Um, I'm watching Platonic right now, so I think people should watch that. It's pretty good. Oh, I started The Foundation. I love it. I fucking love oh, yeah. it. I fucking Kinda. love it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, glad, thing- I'm glad I chose this over The Expanse. I'm three episodes in The Foundation. I'm like, this is perfect. It's, it's like, it, like you said, it's very talkative, but it reminds me of Game of Thrones. It reminds me of a lot of Game of Thrones. Similar. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get done with it, the next new season will probably come out. Fuck yeah. Also, Transformers uh, Rise of the Beast comes out this week. Yeah, so the show that I just finished was The Last Thing He Told Me, which is uh, starring Jennifer Gardner okay. and uh, Nikolai Costa-Waldo. It's okay. uh, based on a book. It's a um, mystery. It's a, it's a mystery. Okay, nice. You know, twists and turns. Also, um, gotta say the Arnold doc. I want to say that because it goes through Arnold's life, and I think that's very interesting. You get to see his uh time of being uh, uh going from this bodybuilder to the governor. Yeah, yeah, so, I did see that. That was going out, and uh, like I said, it's a platonic with Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne on Apple TV. I'm watching, and uh, then I saw today that there's a Michael Vick documentary about what? his college time at Virginia Tech and it's only oh. on ESPN Plus. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Also, I gotta say, because we love adult animation, This World Can't Tear Me Down. It uh is this new animated show on Netflix. I'll share the screen so you can see what it looks like. But look at this animation. It looks very cool. Reminds me of old MTV animation. So I'm gonna check this out. 
when an old friend mm-hmm. returns to the neighborhood, Z- Zero Claire wants to help him find his place back in the world. But what's the right thing to do? Linda was just saying, and Netflix is dead, and then he found out the loophole, and now he's back <laughs> in. I can watch it on my computer. I didn't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that wraps everything up for movie on the rise. Um, we'll flip over now to the clip of Lyndon and the guys talking about Spider Verse or across the Spider Verse. And, and I'll do my so the beginning will be non spoiler, and then you'll get my full. Spoiler review right after. <laughs> we just had a little off-air conversation about something. But hello, bros who binge fans. Uh, thank you, Schubert, for tossing to us. We got Lil Reg in the building. Like we said before, but this will be more consistent now because Reg is in the summer and I have my work schedule situated. When there are movies that Schubert can't uh, see, me and Reg will review them. And today we are reviewing Into the Spider-Verse. I will put our little brief conversation from bros who think in this so you can get Jazz's thoughts. But Reg, you know how we review things. We go through it. Yeah. We discuss what we like, what we don't like. We have some categories. So initially, what's your initial thoughts? Like I, I said in our, our bros and it's not and it's snippet. not Spider-Verse. It's uh it's uh, uh I keep calling it Spider-Verse 2. It is across the Spider-Verse. It's across I'm, the Spider-Verse. I'm gonna say the right name. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um like I said in our previous discussion, like I think that this is if not the best Spider-Man movie I've seen, it's number two. Like, I love this movie. This, for for me, Miles Morales is the most relatable character because, like, it's hard for me to relate to the Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's, but I still love their films. But I'd say overall, this is a, it's a leader in animation. It's a leader in film. And there's a reason that these kind of films should almost win Oscars. No, for sure. I, look. For, for the way that it's... it's the animation, like, there's no reason why this is not best animated film of the year. Like, there's no reason why it's not. It should be. What they did changed the game in animation. I go back to, because people are going to say, is this the best animated superhero movie of all time? And I can't say yes, because I go to the original Game Changer, which changed the game, which is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. When Mask of the Phantasm came out, it shows you, holy shit, we can tell deep and dark stories within animation and what it did on how shifting animation with noir themes, it, it, it was revolutionary. Just like today, the way that Across the Spider-Verse utilized anime animation along with American animation, that Samurai Jack animation, it took basically the best anime uh, it took Samurai Jack, it took Justice League Unlimited and Batman Mask of the Phantasm and Batman Beyond and it fused all of the best mm-hmm. animation to give us this new form of animation. I, and it's yeah. going to revolutionize. People will now start doing the across the Spider-Verse style, just like yeah. when Mask of the Phantasm came out, people started to do Mask of the Phantasm style. And I'll, I'll agree with that 100%. I think that this will start the new revolution animation because I just saw this video a couple days ago. It's like in the early 2000s, late 90s, we had the Pixar photorealistic version, mm-hmm. and everyone was trying to be so close to like real life. Well, they got that. It, they got that because of Mask yeah. of the Phantasm. Though. Yeah, like, and that it, was... like, but it started to tail off whenever they couldn't tell compelling enough stories like Bolt, mm-hmm. which probably would have looked better if it was shot in the Across the Spider Verse style. Yeah, but now we're gonna see more comic book style films. Also, and things of that also the thing is, they stopped telling compelling stories. They relied yeah. on the animation, and that's the thing that. You can say Toy Story, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, 
and Spider-Verse all did it, it showed it was like animation does not have to be solely for kids. We can yeah. tell adult stories within mm. animation. Batman Mask of the Phantasm was presented as, oh, this is for kids, but it was for adults. Spider-Verse mm. is presented as, oh, this is for kids, but it's for young adults who are growing up, getting yeah. into their adult age. And it's also for adults. Like, this is not, I wouldn't consider this a kid's movie. There's no way I consider it. a movie. Yeah, it's just like, a movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Also, in terms of superhero films, when you look at the lexicon, it, it is up there with the Batman, with Mask of the Phantasm, with Into the Spider-Verse. When we talk about the best superhero films of all time, this movie's up there. Red said this is his favorite Spider-Man movie. For me, when I talk about the best Spider-Man movies of all time, it's Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2, and this one. I, I can't put them in one, two, mm. or three, but those are the top three. When I talked about it with Schubert, when we recorded Bros. Binge, I had Into the Spider-Verse, number one, Spider-Man 2, 2, and, and Across the Spider-Verse 3. Today, I, I feel Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, then Spider-Man 2. It alternates because they're all great films. The reason why I have the first one over this one is the first one was more of a tight-knit story. It was... It was complete. This is, the story was yeah, complete. This is Miles' story, where this one is... It's not Miles' story. It's all of the Spider-Verse character's story presenting an idea also, of, of loss and presenting yeah. an idea of trying to be your real self. We see that through Gwen. We see that through Miles. We see that through um, Spider-Man 2099. And we see that through Jake Johnson's uh, Peter B. Parker because of his growth from movie one to now. Yeah. I don't know if you had anything to say about that. We, oh, we, no, just, we, just, we just chatting right now before we get to the, uh, the thing. Yeah, no, I would also say that, like, although it isn't as focused on Miles, I still feel like there's a big emphasis on Miles. Oh, because, definitely. Yeah. It's a, this it's, is, I could say this is more yeah. Gwen's story than Miles in this one specifically. This is what I'll say. The first 30, I'd say it's a Gwen story. But the next mm -hmm. hour and, and some change, I'd say that it's Miles because sure, sure, at the end sure. of the day, Miles is the anomaly, which... sure. He's the like, main. He's the main character. No, for sure. He's the main. He's the main. But then, when you see it ending, though, it ends yeah, it, with it, it, Gwen it, it, getting it comes, closure with well, her it father. The circle, and then her going saying, "Hey, I'm going to go save Miles." So then the yeah, next it, one's fully going to be about Miles, Miles real, yeah. because he's battling himself essentially. Yeah, yeah. Which Miles, I think is very interesting. Of he has to battle himself and overcome to be the best Spider-Man he can be. Instead of the metaphorical battling himself, he's going to battle himself physically, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. So I'm super, super excited about that. Yeah, excited uh, for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Comes yeah. out next year, actually. Early yep. next year, too. And the reason why this took so long and they delayed it because they did them back-to-back. -back. They filmed everything in one okay. go. Yeah, that's why we're that's getting good. it so soon. Because of the writer's strike, we wouldn't have got it if they didn't. Oh, yeah, we wouldn't have got that until, like... Even though, even though the animation department is separate from the writer's strike, that's why we can still get animated movies because the animation guild is its own thing. So... Even if it wasn't filmed altogether, we still would have got it sooner than a lot of live action. But the thing yeah. is, they filmed it all at one time. Now, yeah. in terms of the story, let's get into some of the story beats. Yeah. What did you like about it more so that, than the first one that makes this your overall number one Spider-Man film in terms of story? What makes it is because of how relatable every Spider-Man was. And it wasn't just a film about, oh, here are a bunch of Spider-Men. Mm -hmm. It was, these are individual stories that all have a central theme and not belonging anywhere, yet having to be everywhere. And so mm -hmm. I found that, I found that through line very compelling. 
And it was honestly just good to understand every other Spider-Man and their motivations and how it all culminates in Miles' story and the fact that everyone's been chasing Miles this entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And he's just been oblivious to everything. I would say in terms of uh, benefits story-wise, why this is such a good film is, you know, seeing the dynamic of Miles, he's grown up, seeing the dynamic of him having to realize, hey, just because I view the world as this rose-colored place, it's not necessarily that. You're, just because your parents love you and you get a good life at home doesn't mean everyone will treat you like that. It took me, I had to learn that in real life, we have, Reg and I have a very great family, very similar to Miles' family and how yeah. we love each other. We take care of each other. We make sure no one suffers. If someone, if someone needs money, it doesn't matter. We take care yeah. of our family. Uh, physical, physical things are, are replaceable, but family's yeah. not. That was what our yeah. grandpa would always say. But they always want to teach us that just because we're like this doesn't mean not everyone the is world like that. It's the world like is this. like that. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was beautifully executed yeah. in this movie because on the flip, we see Gwen, just because she's Spider-Woman, her dad wants to shoot her. Her dad values yeah. his, job his job more than he values his family, and that would never happen in Miles's family, and that would never happen in our family. But it yeah. just goes to show people are different. Yeah, it shows people are different. Also, it being different universes, there are different motivations, and mm-hmm. so... I think also Gwen's world was a commentary on capitalism and how an old sure. Da Vinci came in and destroyed a modern art museum and how even though it's an anti-materialistic story, but I, I that also gener- think that, that dimension is very materialistic and very job yeah. focused. But also like what was good about it was they were different. They weren't just yeah. America in a different setting. They all had their different styles mm-hmm. and it was a overall the movie was one of the most beautiful films I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Also, technically, like, I, I saw um, the, the, one of the animators talking about uh, how Hobby uh, is... So, basically, when you animate, it's, oh, it's on different stickers. one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, and you animate everything in that sequential order. But the thing is, when Hobby's on screen, he's on two, four, six... And mm-hmm. that's why it's revolutionized because people have never done that. And that's yeah. why he, when he moves, it looks very different than the others, but that is intentionally. It's, delayed, it's very yeah. it's very technically sound in the way that they did that. Now, uh, any other story points that we get before we get to best characters, best scenes, best fights, anything else? Because um, we're not going to... There's no point in running through the story scene by scene. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, that's not effective. What's more effective is us talking about the best points and then getting to the categories. We're trying to, mm-hmm. we're trying to, you know, retool the the review style. So, yeah. Um, another big thing I wanted to say is, um, I like how like it poked at canon and how in the mm-hmm. culture of superhero movies now we say canon and things mm-hmm. of that nature, especially with DC trying to rewrite the canon. Mm-hmm. And I like how like it's it essentially said in Miles' story is canon doesn't matter at all. Well, actually, I I kind of disagree. I, I think okay. it, I, I, it does poke at canon. It's not saying that canon doesn't matter. It's saying okay. that the canon that was presented doesn't we define don't, you. We don't agree with. And, okay. and the directors are like, we don't agree with this canon. We're going mm-hmm. to make our own. We're going to take okay. that what they've given and we're going to alter it to be our own. For example, the can. I love that the, this whole story is Spider-Man has to suffer to be a good superhero. That has mm-hmm. been canon. In Spider-Man with Peter Parker, they make him suffer more than any, more than Batman. Like Batman is the is is made by his suffering, but he isn't always 
uh, reminded that's, of himself. Yeah, he's not reminded of it. It's, it's not as necessary. And he's not determined by his suffering. Where yeah. Peter, it's constant. It's all, for yeah. recently, in the most recent arc before this writer, there was a writer who was like, I'm going to make Spider-Man happy. I'm going to do everything I can. Yeah. Put him in a dark place, but we're going to make him happy and show that Spider-Man can be a happy person. And him and Mary Jane got married for the first time in forever. This new writer said, fuck that. Made yeah, no. Spider-Man... Uh, him and Mary Jane get a divorce. He made Spider-Man gets cheated on and turned Peter into a cup. Basically, his whole thing is Spider-Man can never be happy. And this is um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller saying, no, 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 no. Spider-Man can be happy and we don't have to be locked down to canon for it to be truly Spider-Man. He doesn't always have to get Mary Jane to always be happy. Or, Or he doesn't have to experience death. To be Spider-Man. Yeah. And I'll say it's like, it's almost like a, it's not about like finding yourself within canon. It's creating yourself. It's creating your canon story. Follows yep. It. yep yeah. exactly. It's you're in control of your story. Yeah. It's, you control fate. Fate doesn't control you. Control you. I think yeah. that's, uh, and you see that with, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I think it's Provantar Parter or hold on. I'm going to get it. Let me see. I'm going to get, it. uh, uh, Pav, Pavitar Prahabkar, which is basically the Indian Spider-Man. I loved how uh, Pravitir uh, Prabhabkar, I'm just going to call him uh, PP. Pravi. I'm going to call uh, Pravi, yeah. Pravi's, Pravi. Pravi's story is great because it shows just be, he was the start of it of, hey, I don't have to, you know, have these people die for me to be a true hero and I can save everyone. And Miles allowed him to do that which I thought was beautiful. Whereas Miguel is like, no, we have to follow fate. Fate, to, have to follow fate. You cannot alter fate. You have no choice in life. Whatever mm-hmm. the fate is, that's what you're determined by. And he's driven mad by it, which I think mm-hmm. is very interesting. I'm very intrigued if there's going to be someone mind controlling him or if he changes his thought process by seeing people determine their own fates. Whichever one they go with, I'll be okay because I need Spider-Man 2099 to be more like I the think comic, I think you a just don't hero. want him to be a villain. He's like, not, I, though, in the comics. And you asked me that question, and he's such I gave a good you the character, answer. man. It's he's not, such a good character. The answer is not I yes hate or how no. they, it's, I hate neither. how they portrayed him. He's I hate neither. How, I understand he's neither, but I hate how they portrayed him because in every Look. media version before, Spider-Man 2099 is one of the best heroes of all time. I think you just want a badass. He's Marvel's answer to Batman Beyond, and they are the versions of their characters who are better than Peter Parker and Bruce Wayne. They are... So it's like Superman gold? No, no, no. no. They're the epitome of learning from their predecessors' mistakes, and they become great humans. Like, that's their thing. Terry is like, yeah, I went through bad stuff, but I don't have to be like Batman, constantly sad, constantly depressed. I can be a symbol of hope. Well, and maybe that's thing, Miles Morales' Spider-Man. I guess that is, but you, I, I just wish 2099 got Oh, you just wanted to be 2099. Well, yeah, because that's his character. That's his story. Man, we're breaking canon. We're breaking I canon. I understand. We're breaking canon. All I'm saying is that's the one thing that I didn't like about this mm-hmm. is the portrayal of 2099 because he's a good character. Also, something I liked is how Javi Brown down oh, for the cause. He was down. When we talk about best, we'll get the best characters. <laughs> but I'm. This is a story beat. He was down for the brothers, whereas 
what's her Issa name? Rae. Issa Rae. Spider Woman. She was a coon. She's, well, there's multiple Spider Women. You're talking about uh, Issa Rae. Jessica Spider -Woman. Drew, Spider Woman. That's her character. She uh, was a coon. This one. Okay. No, I don't think. Oh, I thought you were talking about the girl, the AI girl who. Oh, uh -uh, no, but she was uh -uh. also down. She, she was, was down, down with the cause, too. She, she was down. She, she let Miles go. And she, she did let like, Miles go. I believe in you, Miles. It just so happened that he didn't know that it wouldn't send him to his yeah, Earth. It sent him to his yeah. DNA. Which is Earth forty two, which I think well, is that was brilliant. I think yeah. that's I think that was brilliant writing of okay, yeah. this is how we're gonna leave the cliffhanger because he forgot Wilson. that he forgot yeah. that no Spider Man existed in his universe. Well, no, they did. It was Peter Parker. It was the original one. No, no, no. In in his oh, in forty two, so sixteen ten. There's no Spider Man. No, there is. He died. It's Peter no, Parker. No, no, Lynn. What are you the talking about? The spider that bit Miles in sixteen ten is from Earth forty two. Yeah. So in Miles' real world, oh, so there was about, supposed okay. to be so there was supposed to be no Spider Man. Earth, you're saying in Earth forty two, there's no Spider Man. There's no Spider Man. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. There's it's supposed to be. It's sent yeah. him to Earth forty two. I thought you were saying in Miles' oh, or no, no, no. Yeah, oh, no, no. yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah. 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 Okay. You had me confused for a second. Yeah. That's why I said. That's why you got to say in Earth forty two. Yeah, I got to say in Earth forty two because that's the spider. That's where he's from. But yeah, she yeah. was a coon. She was yeah. drinking the horchata. She was not down for the brother. That's just me joking. I'm, I'm not being serious, but I just yeah. thought it was very, in terms of like, it showed how in real life, there's African-Americans who are like, no, I have to follow the system or things will get fucked up. And there's other African-Americans who are like, nah, fuck this, we ride. We well, ride Hobie, is a, Hobie is a born as shit, forced to white kind of guy. Oh, Hobie yeah, he really is, does not care. Anti-capitalist, anarchist. He everything. Yeah, he's an anarchist for sure. Hobie and the baby are the only people who uh, understand <laughs> oh, each other. Oh, shout, uh, <laughs> shout out to Peter B. Parker's uh, his, his daughter. Yeah, uh, Mayday, Mayday Parker. She is amazing. Um, also, I thought Ben Riley was hilarious because in the comics, he's super depressed because he's a clone. And I'm yeah. excited to see in the next movie because I'm assuming he'll be a part of the team uh, that they fight. I want to see more interactions from him. Any other story points before we get to the categories? I think we can go straight to the categories. All point. right, yeah. let's get it. Right, let's... Hold on, hold on. One more story beat. We forgot to talk about the evil of this episode. Spot. Oh, the whole spot was goaded. Oh, yeah, spot was goaded. Spot... <laughs> goaded. He is a good villain. I will say, hmm, after getting the Sinister Six, it's you have to scale it back. I understand, and it's perfect for the multiversal thing because he can. Yeah, he can uh, travel the multiverse. I will be honest. I want to see more from him in the next movie. I need to see more I, well, of I think, battling I, well, yeah. between Miles and him to where Miles gets a real fight and a real villain. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there are more villains in the next one in the sense yeah. of things fun, but it will be better because we'll know he fights himself in the yeah. Prowler. There's All I'm saying is there wasn't as much fights in this one, but it was set well, up. Yeah. I understand why you was, yeah, was couldn't get the fights. Yeah. So, also, I like the fact that uh, Spot is the ex of Dr. Uh, yeah. Dr. Octavius, and he went crazy because he lost his wife, which I thought was, you know... A he lost his story face point. as well. That as well. True, 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 true. So, Spot, I will say, um, you know, if every character, if Miles gets a 10, Gwen gets a 10, uh, Hobby gets a 10, eight. you know, Miguel gets like a 7, Spot gets a 7 for me. No, I, you see, I think Miguel gets like an 8.5. All right, I'll give Miguel an 8. I'll give Miguel an 8. But Spot's getting a set. He gets an eight because I, think, I, think I didn't for, like. I, he, I didn't like yeah, his didn't story, like but he was a good character nonetheless. That's why I'm giving him an eight. You forget that like Spot was your typical one a once a week villain. Oh yeah, no, 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 like, no. I understand. And he, you know, I get it. I get it. 
I, you know, seven, seven for me. But let's get to the categories. What is your best scene? I'd, I'd have to say the best scene is when um, Kobe looks at uh, Miles while he's trapped in the, like, the bubble. Cube, oh, yeah, he and he tells him to use his palms after, mm-hmm. the, after he previously told him to use his palms. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yep, yep. And that kind of ties into my best scene because he does it. But it's when Miles is all the spider people up on the train. This is such beautiful animation. Oh, and yeah. Miguel has him. And he's like, I'm so sick of y'all telling me what's my story. What's my story. This is, I create my story. And he kicks Miguel and he flips back and he falls with an African-American teen with so much swagger. <laughs> I have review. But as he's falling, it's beautiful. You see all the spider people coming up. Miles coming down with the train. Beautiful animation. Pitch, pitch blue, perfect skies. And it, yeah. that was just an amazing scene for me. Yeah. Uh, and it ties with yours because he got to yeah. use his electric to pulse to get, pulse. you know, Miguel off of him. All right, let's get to best character of the movie. This is different from who won. We'll get to who won the movie, but who best okay. character of the movie. Okay. If you want me to go, I can go. Yeah, you go first. I think best character of the movie is different than who won. I think who won is who had the best portrayal and who ended up being someone that we love. I think best characters who had the best story told around them. So who had the best story told around them is Gwen to me. Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. is best character. Uh, Spy, uh, Silk, is that is that her character? No, Silk is not her character's name. No, so Spider-Gwen. Yeah, Spider-Gwen Spider-Man. is best character to me. Okay. I'd have to say also Gwen because Gwen, we finally understand, we understand yeah. Miss Gwen's motivations at this mm-hmm. point. And she, she became a different character than she was at the beginning of the film. Yeah, she was this very pessimistic person. Doubting her ability. Usually lived on her. And mm-hmm. like, also she, be- that, she was like, whatever, the, whatever fate gives me, I'll accept yeah. because the world sucks. I can't yeah. do anything to change it. And she even mentions that whenever her and Miles have that conversation on that Chrysler Tower thing, and she's like, mm-hmm. in every universe, Gwen is with Peter, and she doesn't get a Peter. Mm-hmm. And so, like... Well, she lost was, her Peter. Yeah. She lost her Peter, yeah. Her Peter and died. She fe- and she feels that, like, you know, the world's out to get her, and she has no yeah. control over it. But by the end, she, through Miles, she realized, no, we can write our own destiny. Yeah. That's why, yeah. for me, she gets best character. I'll have to give her best character. Now, before going. who won the movie... I got Hobby, baby. He won the movie. Not only did he say, fuck this, Miguel, what you're doing is wrong. He saves Miles. He teaches Miles how to be a better Spider-Man. He saves Gwen. He saves Gwen, and he gives the teleportation device. That's a winner if I ever saw one. Yeah, look, the thing is this. Hobie is like the seventh or eighth guy on the bench. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and drops 45. Yeah. And, like the first thing, and then just dips. And leaves. Like, <laughs> and he did it well. Like, they don't win a championship without him. Like, he's oh, yeah. more he's more important than a six-man. He's like, I'm trying to think of a real-life basketball comparison of this guy changed the fundamental. He's oh, Ray Jamal Al- he's, No, he's Ray Allen. Ray okay, Allen, yeah, I'll, when yeah. Miami won the championship Miami with the Ray Spurs. Allen. Yeah, Miami, Ray, Miami Ray, Allen. Ray Allen. He came in, knocked big shots, but when LeBron and D Wade uh, did the most to win the finals. Ray Allen had to hit that shot, otherwise yeah. they wouldn't have won the finals. If Hobie Brown doesn't give uh Gwen that teleport that uh, portal thing, homes. or tells my they lose and Miles yeah. gets prisoned and all of this. So Hobby Brown. All right. Now, Hobby needs a story in my yeah, opinion. Because like I wanna I think, know like 
well, where you know, this dude. This is gonna be Miles' last movie. Is the next one, but they're yeah. gonna continue animation. I'm assuming Gwen's gonna get one, and we'll see Miles again. But I think we'll get a hobby movie or TV show. That's what I'm thinking. Because they're talking about doing spinoffs for both movies and TV shows. I don't think Javi will get a movie, but I think he'll get a TV show. So, which I mean, also, hey, if, if his Funkos sell well and his merch sells well, yeah. then that will say, because I think now the fan love for him requires a TV show. But if we show more love, yeah. he'll get a movie. Also, do we realize that like Hob- Hobie or Hobby Brown is just a black sex pistol? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty like, much. it was hilarious. He had the whole accent and everything. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, all right, worst character, and this is different than who lost the movie. This was genuinely just the worst character in the story. And I'm sorry, I'm going with Jessica Drew Spider-Woman, Issa Rae Spider-Woman. She was just pregnant. <laughs> worst character in the movie. She had no balls in the sense of... She had no depth. No depth. She didn't have any conviction. She just went whatever Miguel said, even though she knew it was wrong. Worst character. Who's your worst character? Spider-Horse. Oh, Why? Because all it did was be a horse. Wow, you hating on that? Didn't know. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm hating on the horse. I'm hating <laughs> on the horse. Now, if we want to be real, a character who I feel like needed more was the AI Spider Woman, oh. the girl behind the. But I can't say the, she's the worst, though. I agree she needs more depth. Okay, yes, she but helped she was Miles. Still, she was she a good character, help. though. She was interesting. She's interesting, but also Jessica Drew was interesting, but she just uh, didn't get anything. No, I don't think she was interesting. Like, she, I'd like to know, like, she had no why is she on a motorcycle? Why is she okay? Look, what but I think AI you also is saying, like, why were you sitting there? Like, oh, do you have powers in your real world, or is the AI the power? Like, I'm so intrigued by her, but this but is each, each also, person's opinion. We, yeah, what we forget about Jessica Drew is that, like, there are some black people that, that think that, like, oh, yeah, no, you're right, that, that follows the system. The system. E- yeah, the yeah. system equals freedom. So we can't always say, oh, she might have known what was going wrong, but maybe she didn't really have she a choice in that situation yeah. to be ostracized from the group. Because remember, and if she, she wanted from Miguel, the, yeah. now all the Spider-Men are after her. No, true. And she's pregnant. And she so, was also yeah. a good protector of Gwen because she gave Gwen chances whenever she could have turned Miguel true, in. True, true, her into true, Miguel. true, true, true. I, I'll accept that. Spider-Horse, your worst character. My horse is, is horrible. Is Jessica Drew, aka Spider Woman, aka Issa Rae's character. Now, the character who lost the movie for me, even though at the end he gets redeemed, it's still Gwen's dad. Gwen's dad is the loser of the movie because he lost his job and it took him losing his job to reconnect with his daughter. And mm. he could have kept his job, still been a good policeman by just listening to his daughter and understanding, hey, Peter Parker was in the wrong, not your daughter. But instead, he wanted to be, you know, stand by the shield. Well, you lost your yeah. job and you're the loser of the movie. You're lucky you didn't lose your daughter. You was this close. Yeah, look, I, I'll i agree that Gwen's dad is the loser of the movie, but also a niche loser is the homeboy who owned the bodega at the very beginning. Oh, Because he just yeah. got his ATM and everything uh, ran through. He got his spot. shit fucked, yeah. <laughs> just absolutely destroyed. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Okay, six man of the movie. Let's go. Let's get the starters. The starters are Miles, Miles, Gwen, Gwen, Miguel. Miguel. Are we saying Spot because he's a villain? Spot as a villain, and All then right. and who's the last one? Jessica. I don't think Jessica doesn't do much. I All have right. to say, who it's, you say is the other star is someone who does a lot. Who's is it? Peter B. Parker and his daughter. It's either that or Miles' parents. 
Or we could say Hobie because Hobie is no, going to be no, a six man if we don't. Let me say this: Ho- Hobie does not have enough screen time to justify a starter. Miles' no, parents okay. have more screen oh, the, time. Then I, I, then, okay. Uh, jet, uh, honestly, Gwen's dad has more screen time, and you could say Peter B. Parker has more screen time. I'm okay if we okay. say parents squared. Yeah. that covers parent parents Miles, squared. Oh, Miles' yeah. parents and Gwen's dad is Gwen's the final. Okay, starter. yeah, then parents squared right. are the final starter. So, all right, six man obviously is Hob- Hobie for Ho- both of us. Hobby, Hobie. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Pravi is a is an excellent six man as well. I'm gonna give Pravi some love. Uh, yeah, I'll give because I loved his character, bro. The way that he used the the bangles at the end of his spider rope to like hit people and also to hook things on. I thought that was very yeah. smart. And then I loved his line of, bro, why do y'all call it Thai or Chai tea? Oh, yeah, well, Thai tea. It's just, just Thai is tea. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to say, I'm a, Hobby is our choice nonetheless, but I'm going to say Pravi, he deserves, I'm going to say Hobby slash Pravi. Six Hobby, Pravi. Okay. Since, since Hobby already won uh winner of the move. Oh, yeah, let's see. Who you got? Give me your two six minutes because I know it's Hobby. Do you have anyone else? Yeah. Let's see. Or Hobie, whatever it is. Hobie. I, I don't remember which one it was. Um, oof. Who else gets a good amount of screen time? Oh, well, then it Peter, has to be Peter, it, B. Peter Parker. B. Parker. Peter mm-hmm. B. Parker and Mayday Parker. Because uh-huh. they're a unit, in my opinion. Okay, so Reg is six man. It's Hobby slash Peter B. Parker's and Mayday. And mine is Hobby slash Pravi. Okay, dope. Best fight of the movie. What you got? Best fight of the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, Gwen and the Leonardo da Vinci nice, Vulture nice, in the museum. Nice, nice. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's see if there's another fight. That's why I don't choose. Uh, there's Peter and Spot. Whenever he's his parents are sitting, you know, like get his grades. Yeah. And he's like talking with that counselor. His there's this fight with Spot. The early Hold fight. On. I'm about to. I'm about to see real quick. You could say the train fight. Yeah, yeah. With the train. all of them. Mm-hmm. Even it won your best scene. It or just like whenever, or through the, the Spider-Verse headquarters fights um, where he's fighting you know all the different say? Spider-Men. I'm going to say Pravi, Peter, Gwen, and oh, Hobby in, versus Spot in India. Or in uh whatever the New York version is. Mumbai Hatton. It's, yeah, it's called like M- Mumbai Hatton. Mumbai Hatton. I think that was a great fight. But honestly, the best fight is the one you said. I just want to give a different answer than the one I mean, you had. The, the one the at Gwen, the headquarters The Gwen Leonardo cool. da Vinci one is great. Yeah, that yeah, is the yeah, best fight. The train one got my best scene, which is a good fight, but I thought it was more so of an escape than a fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, a fight. yours is a fight, and then the one in Mumbai Hatton is a fight. Yeah, Miles a fight. is escaping, essentially. He's not really fighting them, and they're not really trying to hurt him. Whereas mm-hmm. in both instances that we gave, they are trying to hurt the person yeah. that's across from them. But honestly, I think the best fight is Gwen and Miguel in uh and Spider-Woman versus the Vulture. Yeah, that yeah. is great. But shout out to Pravi in Mumbai Hatton. That's a good one. Okay, um, what else do we have? Um, I will say the soundtrack, Metro Boomin', great, great job. I love how they, how they use, like, a bunch of different music styles mm-hmm. because Miles, at, at its core, is just a big hip-hop head, and they had, like, a bunch of... They used R&B, they used Latino, they used reggaeton. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and they used rock when they were showing twenty ninety nine because it's futuristic punk Mm -hmm. type shit. I love that. And they they used they used British new wave music whenever Mm -hmm. it was Hobie. Uh, Yep, and then they used uh Bangladeshi Bollywood. They they used Bollywood beats. Yeah, when it was uh Pravi. So all right, and then the final category since this is a uh, Spider Verse movie, 
who was your favorite spider character not named Miles? Or Gwen. Because they're the Or two. Gwen? Yeah. Then I'd have to say Hobie. Alright, okay. I love I love Hobie's anti-capitalist. Yeah, Alright, but we're not talking about we're talking about designs in the way that oh, they design and then the way that they fight. Yeah, we're not talking about oh, character. Oh, like design? Oh, then how probably. they look, how they look probably. and how they fight. Oh, probably. Because Miguel has the claws. Miguel has the claws. Priming. You know, Jessica had the bike. You yeah. saw the Spider-Man on the horse, who was a gunslinger. You okay, got, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking design in the way they fought. That's design, what I mean. I, I, I'll go Pravi. Pravi throws, like, the, the gold the, rings. The bangles, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah those are cool. Um, I, Just to say a different answer than you, because I, I said that I love that about Pravi, which is incredible. I'm going to go... 29 is hmm. a little bit of a cop-out, but... Is it? Because I like yeah. his electric, his electric bands. He's essentially he Tron. He's Tron. Well, he's Batman Beyond. That's what he is. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with twenty ninety nine because he had the claws. His his things turned into like mm-hmm. you know wings, and he would glide. Yeah. And then he had the uh the the laser uh webs. Yeah, I'm going twenty ninety nine. That design is badass, and the way he fought was incredible. But word, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much everything. Unless you can think of anything else. Oh, a rating. What do you rate it out of ten? Um, actually, I have it officially because I did a. I'm doing the summer film festival thing. I have an official rating. Okay, what you got? Uh, so, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse got, and I also reviewed this for Cinemark. It got a ten point zero. Oh, a ten out of ten! It's wow! The, it's, it's actually the second perfect ten I've ever reviewed for a movie. Okay, theater. I'm gonna give yeah. it a solid nine point three five. Nine point three five is a great movie. It could, if I watch it again, it could maybe get up to a nine five. I don't give 10s because 10s have to be special. I didn't even give the Batman a 10. The Batman got like a high 9, 6, 9, 7. And that to me is the best comic book movie of all time. This one falls between, actually, I'm going to give it a 9, 4, 5. Because it, it, it yeah, could I be mean, 9, some, 5. Some people say like, since the movie isn't complete, it shouldn't get a 10. Mm-hmm. But I say, actually, I like that they didn't finish I'll the I'll say this. Bet, I'll say this. In terms of a cliffhanger, and we know we have to get another one. Yeah. I like how they ended it more than Infinity War. Because yeah. I don't know how they're going to come back. I knew that every single Marvel person yeah, was coming was gonna, back. Was coming yeah. to fight them. With yeah. this, I don't know what happened. So I'm more intrigued to how they left it than Infinity Wars ending, because that always rubbed me the wrong way. But 945, 10 for Reg. That's our rating, Reg. Tell the people they can follow you at on social media. Right, you can follow me at Reggie.Brito on Instagram. Okay. Hell yeah, y'all go follow Reg. And with that, Let's toss it back to Schubert to finish up Bros Who Binge. All right. Well, that wraps things up for this episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Oh, we're not talking. Uh, you want to hear? We're not talking. Uh, it's always sunny, real quick. Oh, we can talk always yeah. sunny, real quick. Yeah, we first just got episode, two episodes. First episode wasn't as funny to me. I thought it was crazy that Charlie had this whole other room <laughs> in the back. Yeah, bro. Okay. Wait. The in two things that shocked me: Charlie had a bathroom in a whole other room, and Charlie got two sisters. Both things yeah. blew my fucking mind. I was like, we went 14 seasons and we didn't know Charlie had another sister, had two sisters who are twins, who are social media stars that do OnlyFans. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, as soon as they walked into their house in that second episode and they were like, and, and Max was like, Charlie, how do your sisters have so much money? I was like, they're OnlyFans. I was like, I, I, I was like, I know that that's where the. And they do going. nasty shit, rubbing their hands through Charlie's family's teeth while showing titties. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> nasty hoes. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie's mom is just getting crazier and crazier. I prefer Matt's mom now. 
<laughs> she used to wild too. She's what, but Charlie's mom is just getting outrageous. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to pull her teeth out. Bro, she, she was like, "Here, Charlie, take my teeth." <laughs> and then the the yeah. fact that Frank thought that Dennis and D brought him there to shoot and kill him is hilarious, bro. They, he thought he was and getting then, old. And yellow. Then when they didn't. He was and pissed. When they didn't, he, he was pissed because he was like. He respected it at least. He was like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Now yeah. y'all not getting no fucking money." <laughs> then it's like, "We should have killed your old crusty ass." <laughs> and then D getting evicted—that was the funniest part of the first episode. Was D getting evicted and gluing her hand to the door, and then fuckers well, taking the door off the hinge. <laughs> well, and then that the whole thing that Frank had bought the building and was the reason that she got evicted was because he had Inflation. bought the building. Trying to get his nut. <laughs> the whole time. I, I, was... don't, I don't think Mac understood that because, like, when Charlie was like, "Yeah, you know, how how, how many times do you guys blow your nut?" And Mac was Mac like, was like yeah, all the time." <laughs> and then the whole time, the whole time, it's like we're trying to get our nut. Meanwhile, Mac is eating nuts and slowly going into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> the whole time. I was like, Chris, this is what would happen if I ate nuts. <laughs> he looked bad. Also, yeah, you could tell Mac had some surgery done to his face. Oh, you mean like Rob McElhaney? Yeah, you could tell. Well, that's that like, Rexon money. Like Dennis, Dennis, I mean, um, what's his real name? Fucking um Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton is the one who always looks like he had surgery, but this season. Dennis actually looked good. Max looks like he he got that Wrexham surgery. He's got that Wrexham money. They just got, you know, sponsored by United now. Yeah, D also looked like she had some surgery. Well, she's also some Wrexham money. Yeah. Wrexham money. Charlie Day looks good. He still looks it. And when they said, Charlie, you've been turned 40, I was like, damn, these dudes are old still doing this crazy shit. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> Trying to think anything else in the first episode because, like you said, the first episode, the funniest things were the nut, Mac eating nuts, D gluing her hand to the door. Not many Dennis and Charlie things in the first episode, besides the fact that Charlie had another room. Yeah, they were like trying to do the inflatable. Oh, yeah, and sell that shit. Yeah, bro, when when fucking Frank shot D and Dennis, I was like, oh, no. When the bully grazed both their faces, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But I'm excited for next week's episode. I would say the first episode, I'd give a seven. Second episode, I'd give an eight. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to see. We talked about it last week, but let's see what the next one is. It oh, yeah. We the, pull it up. the gang gets cursed. That's let's it. See. Are they Next doing two? The game gets cursed. Uh-huh. Or is it just, just one? one? Oh, see, now they got me excited for two. And now it's just going to be one. And this is the one where Mac meets Chase Edley. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. So the gang gets cursed. Okay. Liddy. Okay. Well, he meet- And then the next yeah. one. Oh, episode four is going to be the one. Frank versus Russia. <laughs> That's going to be the one. Okay, I'm excited. So. Next week we're reviewing uh the sec the third episode of It's Always Sunny. Anything else? Or should we do our hopefully, HBO conversation next week? Hopefully I'll be talking about Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, we can talk about Spider-Verse together next week. But we should also but do then, our HBO discussion where we talk about the best HBO shows. Yeah, there probably won't be any news. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All um, right, dude. That, that wraps everything up for the bros who binge this week. 
Flynn and let everybody know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Uh, you okay? So you can follow me at LimbyWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. This week's Bros Who Think podcast is an addition, a special edition. Red Jazz and I did have normal podcast conversation, but the second half of the pod is the recorded live pod that we did on Saturday. Thank you to everybody who came out to BWT live. So the first, this first week will be the Gyra interview. Next week will be the panel with everybody. And then the following week, we'll have an interview with Lango. That'll be fresh, but excited for that. Also, big one piece of video. Since we didn't review last week's chapter, we're doing a basically a big review this week where we talk about all the chapters we missed leading up to the grand review. Schubert, oh my gosh. We got shit. You know who Emu is, right? Yeah. So we no. learned, you know, wait, no, you met in the reverie. You met, you met Emu. I'm not saying you know who he is, but you met him. Maybe. You didn't see the reverie I'm, yet? In, uh, I'm, on episode, I'm on episode 902. Like right now, Luffy is about to oh fight the sumo wrestler. Hold on. No, you know what the reverie is then. Where all the uh, kings. Yeah. Are... Oh, the reverie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you saw who you, that guy is. You saw the dude sitting on the empty throne where the gore say Neilton. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Um, this is not a spoiler, but we now know every Gorusse member's name and what they do. And it's fucking nuts. Fucking nuts, bro. And we find out that there's someone stronger than the Marines, what we think, that protect the Gorusse. And it's like, yo, shit is going down. So we have a big video about that. Also, anime talk will be out this week. Um, also, um, we'll do a sports thing with Justin. Yeah, so we got a lot of good shit dropping this week. Y'all make sure you check it out. Follow us on Twitter at Bros Who Think to stay up to date with everything. All right. So you can you know, do all that. Keep up with the Bros Who Think. Um, you know, if you uh, enjoyed the, the Gyra live pod, then check out his music. I was listening to some of it. His new album's day. really good. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so keep up with uh, everything going on with the net network. If you haven't seen Spider-Verse this week, don't worry. We'll talk about it next week. Yes, we will. And we're getting closer and closer to The Flash. Fucking and, excited. Uh, <laughs> and we're all fucking excited about it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so you can catch me on Twitter at ShubesBWT. I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep binging.